1: Most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. drilled
2: them with a right hand, then missed with a wild right.
1: Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited.
2: This is Ryan Eugen Hopkins. This is Oscar Plathbong. This is Conor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
2: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob offer on the a- official a- radio a- station a- of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 a- shed.
0: Bob for joining you. Yes, that is the Stampeders, 1971. That song went number one in Canada. I think it got in the top ten in the States as well. Calgary bass band from back in the day. I remember the first time I recall seeing them. Uh, may have been on the Wolfman Jack show. In the mid seventies, I don't know, 75, 76, uh, back in the day. This is Oilers Now brought to you. And, and for you youngins out there, uh, Wolf, Wolfman Jack was a big deal on the, uh, on the radio. He was a, uh, a radio superstar, uh, back in the day. The Chuck Chandlers of the world, uh, looked up the Wolfman Jack and the incredible, uh, following that, uh, he had. Uh, this is Orders Now, brought to you by Digitex. Spire lease your next office network printer. From the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Oilers arrived in Calgary last night uh, from Montreal at roughly 2 a.m., got in the wrapper about 3. The team is going to hit the ice in two hours uh, over at the, the Saddledome. They'll wrap up a five-game road trip in which Edmonton is currently 3-0-1 uh, tomorrow night against the Calgary Flames and the two teams sporting the exact identical records, 24-17-5. We'll have a complete review of uh, last night's game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens. It wasn't pretty, but Edmonton got the end result, the two points they were looking for. Uh, we'll have NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, 12.35 today. Elliot Friedman, NHL hockey on Rogers for the River Creek Resort and Casino. Sportsnet's Mark Spector is landing in Montreal in uh, or is from Montreal in about two minutes' time. He will join us uh, just after the 1 o'clock news with Eileen. And uh, Mark Spector's appearances and orders now brought to you by the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. For the safety of their equine stars, racing participants and fans uh, will mention that racing has been canceled this Sunday due to the extreme cold weather uh, forecast. At uh, 135, longtime time Calgary-based media personality. Spent some time in Edmonton as well. Real good guy. Peter Labardius, uh, who works on the Flames Radio broadcast, Sportsnet 960 Radio. For a bit of a look at the Calgary Flames. Here's how you get hold of us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780 63 They've got their new smoke-friendly expansion, Ambers, of the River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. Of course, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors Text Line. Ashley Fine Floors strong enough for any mini sticks tournament. We're on Twitter. Now. You can tweet me personally. Bob and her score a huge part of the show. Back at the 630 jet Studios in Edmonton. Is Brendan Escott. Brendan, how are you? I'm doing real well today, Bob. Thank you. All right, tell me the truth. Last night, as you were watching the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadians were you thinking when it was 2 nothing that the Oilers were going to find a way to come back and win that hockey game, especially given Montreal's struggles, or were you a little bit nervous for the Oil?
3: You know what, I was nervous based on the start, I was nervous based on the platform or the, the uh, stage at which this was taking place, but ultimately you got to find different ways and ugly ways to win, and they did that.
0: Well, let's get right to it. Uh, It's 12.09 in Edmonton. We're going to go straight into the Oilers now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety means savings. In Edmonton, Fort McMurray and online at com. And I'm going to tell you point blank. This guy that we're going to hear from next... He pegged the Oilers' comeback in the middle of the second period. Jack Michaels with the call.
2: Twenty-one thousand strong will be here to see if the Montreal Canadiens, in the midst of their second seven-game losing streak of the year, can derail the Edmonton Oilers, who all of a sudden have a chance to move within a point of the Pacific Division lead. But he's bailed out by Jeff Petrie. Ben Chirico late scratch for Montreal and over the line. Rich save, rebound, score. Philip Danos second. Centering pass. Cut Shoots and scores. 2-0. yes Cut to Nygaard protecting left corner. Drilled to the ice by Flurry. Pops back up. Heads for the net. Rich shot. Score. Shan, Top right corner in Edmonton's. Right back in this game. Shannon with his 10th career goal against Montreal. Dry, subtle top of the right circle. Cross ice. McDavid. Left face off. what one-timer score. Nugent Hopkins ties the game. Power play goal. 2 all. Gave it back to Russell. Club bump center. t makes it 3-2. His hometown club, the Montreal Canadiens, for whom he rooted growing up. And he's got two goals in as many games. Alex Kayson has given Edmonton his
0: Jason and Tara were in on the forecheck. They created a turnover. Russell got the puck back and then faked the shot, and Klefbom hit the trailer, and
2: Jason was driving the lane, and he picked up the deflection past Price. Dreissel comes up with it. two-on-one. It's Archibald, right side shoots, It scores! 4-2 Edmonton! 34 seconds to play in the third, and the Oilers are going to win this hockey game.
0: So Edmonton ultimately gets the 4-2 win. You know, the game in Toronto, the Oilers played about as well as they could. Probably deserved a better fate than a 6-4 final score. I mean, they gave up three goals from their third and fourth lines in that game. But the third and fourth lines, specifically the third line, the line with Sheehan and Nygaard. Nygaard had a terrific game. Uh, Sheehan and Josh Archibald, they they turned the tide for Edmonton in the second period. The Oilers were flat. Cassian had a very quiet hockey game. Montreal was quick on pucks. They got spurred by the return of Brendan Gallagher and by the way, there's reports out of Montreal today that Gallagher's experiencing headaches again from his concussion that he had. Uh, but the, you know, the Canadians had the jump. They were quicker on puck. Edmonton was slow. They were losing puck battles and puck races in the opening period. Mike Smith played great just to keep it a 1-0. Uh, Oilers got some luck in the second period. When it was 2-0, easily could have been a uh, additional goal or two scored there. Uh, Deneau had a point-blank look. Uh, Thompson at the goalpost on a deep on a breakaway right after Sheehan scored to make it 2-1. Edmonton scores an opportunistic power play goal at 2-2. Good setup from McDavid to Nugent Hopkins. And then Chason capitalizes on her centering feed. The Oilers went ugly last night. It's the only way to say it. Uh, They won ugly, but in order to win in this league at times, you need good goaltending and good special teams, or you need uh, the better goaltending and the better special teams, and they got it last night. Carey Price looked disengaged in goal from Montreal. I don't know if he made a big save in that entire hockey game. Smith was unorthodox, but found a way to keep pucks out of the net when the orders were on the ropes. They had some guys that had tough games. Ethan Barron defense had a tough game. Jujar Kara probably had... How he only had one giveaway through two periods, according to league stats, he was fighting the puck all game long. Uh, McDavid, who was in, out of this world against the Maple Leafs, I think the A-grade scoring opportunities might have been 11-1 when he was on the ice against Toronto. Very quiet, but he didn't get a lot of help from Neal. And Cassian through two. They threw Archibald up there in the third. And, uh... Bottom line is the the Edmonton Oilers came back and won a game against a fragile team. But uh, I'm from the school, you don't count your chickens before they're hatched, uh, especially when your team's missed the playoffs 12 out of the last 13 years. Like if Edmonton's going to make the playoffs this year, they need to win five or six games like they won last night. That's a given. The problem is this team hasn't shown a propensity and an ability to do that. Uh, They did last night. That's a good sign. Uh, They're now 4-0-1 in their last five games, dating back to the New Year's victory against the Rangers. They all have not been Picasso's, but they've gotten the results, and this has been the best stretch Edmonton has had since they started the year five zero. Dave Tippett on turning the game around after the bad start last night. As we go back into the orders now, Audio Vault for Direct
1: Workwear. Play harder and execute harder. When we started doing that, we gave ourselves a chance. Before that, it was they were uh, they were a desperate team. They were the quicker team. They were on loose pucks. They were executing, and we weren't third period we got our feet moving a little bit and we were able to capitalize on a couple our power play came through with a big goal that was a a big goal to get us even felt like a game we should have been behind and we power play gets it back in the game and then we found a way to win
0: uh, Mike Smith wins his fourth consecutive, uh, well, he, he got his fourth consecutive start. He's got points in all four games, 3-0 and 1 that stretch. Now, the Oilers, again, they're going to hit the ice just before 2. Pretty sure we're going to see Koskinen tomorrow. It was a long travel night last night, 4-hour and 20-minute flight from Montreal. Team got in again around 2 o'clock in the morning. I think Koskinen goes tomorrow against the Flames. Uh, but Tippett had these comments on Mike Smith's recent hot stretch.
1: Really happy for him because he did have a tough, uh, tough December and he's come back. But, you know, I've known Mike for a long time. He's a good pro. He prepares. He's a, he's an unbelievable athlete, and um, you know I've seen him get on rolls before, and he's a real good player when he's on a roll. And we've kind of ridden him uh, this trip out here, and he's played very well. So it's good to see.
0: Riley Sheehan uh, scored a goal last night, won a lot
1: of puck battles, did a good job in
0: the Oilers, two PK situations. Here's Dave Tippett on the sheet line.
1: They were line. quick. In fact, I liked them so much, I took Archie and put him on another line because it helped that one. So uh, they, they were a good line for us. They, it's funny, they, they played really well against uh, Montreal when we were home too. So it was just, um, looking back at that game, they were a good line. So we tried to go back with them again tonight. Archie Bolden, uh, or all three of them, you know, they played real hard. They gave us a little boost.
0: And uh, Tippett added some additional comments about the fact Oilers head coach Dave Tippett that he's been impressed with the growth of this group during the course of the season.
1: I'd, I'd rather play well all the time, but, but uh, you know, I, I think we still have a lot to learn as a team. And nights like this are, uh, you know, they're good, they're good lessons for us because there's, you know, the first two periods, they you know we didn't play near to our capabilities and that's the players recognize that so that's a good thing but to give ourselves a chance in the third that's uh that's growth also so you grow from the mistakes you made and you grow from you know the positive stuff you did and hopefully you can put those in the memory bank and we can use them when we need them uh, down the road. Alex
0: Jason added some additional comments about the team's recent run of success. The one thing we're, we're
2: trying to Key on here as players is try to keep building our game. There are nights where you're not going to get your best but that doesn't mean that you just going to go out and Excuse me my expression, but the bad. you know, you got to go out and you got to figure out
0: a way to, to get points. So You know, that's that's what good teams do at to, to answer your question mark I think is okay. Like we not have our best. Let's find a way to get a chance to get back in the game and create opportunities or uh, so power play got us
2: that and coaltending was was great and teams growing
0: all right and Oscar Clefbaum added uh, that uh, he believes effort is the difference during the course of the streak as well obviously it's, it's tough to say we did this and, and now everything is working um, obviously our work ethic has to be prior uh, that's has to be our first priority and and I think we've been doing a pretty good job so far um, just looking at the third period, have really worked hard for it and we, we got rewarded for it. Um, Power play is still working and, and got us an po- important goal tonight and, and obviously set us up for for a good third. So um,
2: I'm happy the way we, we took care of business tonight and hopefully we learn a lesson too.
0: Final words going to go to Mike Smith. He says he stayed ready for an opportunity like this recent run. Four straight starts, Oilers with seven out of a possible eight points. No, it's just about sticking with it. Make sure I'm, I'm I'm prepared for my next start, really, and and that's all you can do in a situation like that. Miko was playing real solid for us and giving us good minutes, and um, you know I knew there's it's a long season still, so you're just ready for an opportunity to play, and and uh, you know the team's been playing a lot better too, so that helps. Obviously, the goaltending situation out, but it feels good to be in there
1: and be helping the team win.
0: So we have four teams basically within one point of each other. Uh, Arizona got blown out. Tampa Bay smoking everybody. Tampa Bay's won nine straight games. Uh Arizona, Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary, all hovering uh, right around uh, one point of one another in the NHL standing. So the four top teams in the Pacific separated by one point. Edmonton and Calgary tomorrow. The Oilers, to date, have made the most of the separation in between games. I would suggest this could be the toughest game tomorrow night in Calgary, but the Oilers are getting practice uh, days in, which they did not have. Again, 13 games in 24 days Uh heading into the Christmas break, and it just knocked the snot out of the team. And then when they came out of it, they didn't have a practice prior to the game against Calgary. And then the Flames dominated them 5-1 in that game in Edmonton. And since then, the Oilers have gotten recalibrated, and they've gone 4-0-1. So big one tomorrow night against the Calgary Flames, who were outshot badly last night. But Minnesota uh, had 43 shots on goal. But Cam Talbot, the former Oilers netminder, made a total of 42 saves. Brendan, just uh, we're going to hit on one more thing, and it, it kind of pertained to a discussion point that was ad-libbed into yesterday's show and that was on josh anderson because i got some feedback from somebody on twitter today suggesting that i had said that the cost for edmonton to require the and remember this is the columbus ask would be ryan nugent hopkins and a first round draft pick and at no point or ryan Nugent hopkins and broberg at no point Did I say that? I said they would ask for Ryan Nugent Hopkins or a scenario where they'd want one of Broberg or Bouchard in a first-round pick. But do you have the actual audio for me? Do you know what they'd ask for? What's that? They'd ask for Nugent Hopkins or they would ask for a first-round pick and one of Broberg or Bouchard. For Josh Anderson. Yes. Take a look wow. at his numbers. There is a shortage of big power forwards that can skate and are tough. The owners have one. His name is Zach Cassian, But he does not have the same sort of offensive upside, uh, historically speaking, that Anderson has shown. All right. So that's that. Uh, you know what? We're going to say a lot of stuff on a two-hour show five days a week. Uh, my preference would be quote us right if we're going to say it. You don't have to agree with anything that we say, but I'm telling you right now that Josh Anderson, despite the fact that he's having a terrible season, he's one year removed. Uh, this is the third and final year of his second contract. He's a year removed from being a UFA. He is going to cost Columbus money uh, to re-sign him. And the Blue Jackets have a bunch of guys in the fives. They've got a surprisingly high cap moving forward. Like I think they're over $60 bucks for 11 or 12 players right Right now, I believe Anderson's going to be able to get five billion dollars on an extension per year, and I think that Darren Ferris is going to negotiate hard because I don't think their camp liked how the last negotiation went with the Blue Jackets. I know he's having a terrible season, and when I say the ask is, there's a difference between what the ask is and what the ultimate deal theoretically could be. But absolutely, Columbus, you know, would love to get a center of Nugent Hopkins caliber for Josh Anderson. And Or they're going to want to replace something for getting them. And that's going to be the, the valuation that they would see. And I know this because I've talked to some of the guys that are involved in those sort of discussions. So take it for what it's worth. Again, you don't have to agree. But don't sit there and make sh- stuff up, okay, about what God said on the show. We opened up with a little Stampeders. Uh, you know what? Sometimes just got to hit the road, Jack. The
2: road, Jack.
0: That's not the Ray Charles version, that's the Stampeders version. When we come back, uh, we'll get into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, with you.
2: from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Soffer on 630 Chat.
0: Thanks, Darnell. It's 1225 in Edmonton. NHL Today brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Come out and support the Quick Card Edmonton Minor Hockey Week. Catch a game at Arenas throughout Edmonton from uh, January 10th through January 19th and help cheer on our local hockey players. Proudly supported by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist, and there's no question, Drew Shamhorn and, and the staff of Elite uh, community-minded and got great community spirit. Here's Brendan Escott at the 630 Studios in Edmonton.
3: Well, Bob, three games on tonight's NHL schedule with Ottawa playing in Detroit, Arizona is in Carolina, and Pittsburgh in Colorado. The Senators did hire veteran executive Jim Little as the CEO of the franchise. It was owner Eugene Melnick stating that Little will take on responsibility for the overall business strategy of the organization. You mentioned earlier Habs Forward Brendan Gallagher is meeting with doctors today he missed practice with headaches this morning and they're trying to determine whether that's from illness or lingering concussion symptoms. Last night, remember, was his first game back from an absence. Uh, the Bakersfield Condors are in Ontario, California, taking on the rain. Tomorrow they are home to the Iowa Wilds The Oil Kings continue their eastern road trip in Saskatoon tonight. That'll wrap up on Sunday in Prince Albert. A reminder the junior hockey trade deadline is at 3 o'clock this afternoon, Ched Time. We have seen some blockbusters, none yet invo- involving the administration and Oil Kings, though. And the U of A Golden Bears are down in Calgary for the front half of a home-and-home set against the Mount Royal Cougars. Their return fixture, 7 o'clock on Saturday at the Claire Drake here in Edmonton.
0: Yep, I'm going to... Meet an old friend, John Winwick, uh, who uh, ATB Financial has been a supporter of the Edmonton Oil Kings and the uh, Alberta Golden Bears. And John's based in Calgary now. We're going to head off to that game tonight. Uh, WHL trade deadline. Sounds like the Edmonton Oil Kings are going to be a little bit, well, they're going to be quiet. They've made their moves before. They went and got a, a defenseman, Samuel Stewart, out of Tri-City and got Beck Warm, a goaltender out of Tri-City to sort of shore things up a bit. Um You know, the two wild card names out there, Bone Byram, or Vancouver Giants, and Ty Smith of the Spokane Chiefs, both obviously just coming back from the World Junior Championship. And the word is that those guys, the costs would be prohibitive on multiple first-round draft choices to acquire. So it could be a pretty quiet WHL trade deadline. Might not be as much movement as maybe people initially thought. Twelve twenty-seven in Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back for the River Creek Resort and Casino, we'll hook up with Elliot Friedman. This
2: is Oilers Now.